Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Samira Kalandari. My name is Chanel Jarvis. My name is Carl Thomas. And today we do things a little differently. Although this is still the Deb Podcast, we will be using their space to present this amazing project focused on the power dynamic between mothers and their daughters. As I get to interview the mothers and learning about their different interaction patterns, our experts, Samira and Chanel, will be our main observers. Every time you'll hear this... They will come in and elaborate their observation after each questioning. Again, this is still the Deb Podcast, but we felt that this was the best space to present this project, and I really hope you enjoy. Oh yeah, and before we start, I give you the intro of the Deb Podcast. Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Carrefour Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. For our project, we have decided to interview two mothers and their daughters. Therefore, the focus of this project is going to be on the power dynamics and interaction pattern between the mothers and their daughter. Throughout this podcast, we ask for you to have an open mind and not place any judgment on parents and their parenting styles. We start here with the introduction of the mothers. My name is Heidi. My kids are Maya and Victoria. And uh, Maya is 10, Victoria is 4. And uh, I work full time at the hospital on children's. And yeah, living the little single mommy life. For Asma, her adorable children decided to join us for this conversation. My name is Jasmine, and I'm in grade one. Mm-hmm. And and that's it? Okay. Jasmine, you have a little sister? Yep. Yeah? How old is she? One and a half. One and a half. Okay. Okay. And how's, uh, how's grade one going for you? Good. Good? Have a lot of friends? You're doing good on your work? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. And we have... My name is Asma. I have two little girls, mm-hmm. uh, Jasmine and Arya. And uh, yeah, uh, that's about it. Okay, cool. Say. You also have a husband. I have couldn't a husband be... too, yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot he couldn't, about him. He couldn't be here with us. Yeah. Um, you want to introduce him? His name is James, and he likes to do boxing. Just to keep in mind that Heidi will always be the first one answering the questions, and Asma will follow as the podcast goes along. So we start with the first question of how would you describe yourself as a parent? Okay, well, Heidi as a mom is um, uh, very, it's totally different than how I was raised. Okay. I was raised in a very conservative uh, my dad was a pastor, so mm-hmm. very conservative. Uh, we had no TV, no cable. No TV. No TV, no cable. No, we had a TV, but we had, you know, Le Poste 2, okay. 6, uh, okay. CTV, uh, TQS back then. Okay. We had, like, the main channels. I couldn't watch The Simpsons. Really? Yeah. Not allowed to watch no. The Simpsons. So okay. my parenting is totally different in a sense where um, I let them do a lot more but without obviously like 
um, you know, certain parents are going to leave their kids on the tablet and on phones for hours and hours. Like, I still have a control on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a pretty cool mom. Okay. <laughs> I'm still strict because I think it's important, especially nowadays in the world we live in. Um, and I'm very real with the limit as to what, like, one is 10, one is four. So uh, with the oldest, Maya, um, she's pretty mature for her age. Okay. So there's a lot of things I do tell her that my mom wouldn't have told me at 10. Okay. Um, but also, I think it's important to, th- to, to, to remember that um, we don't live in the same era that yeah, our parents yeah, definitely. Yeah, grew up in and that we grew up in. So we need to adapt. And that's what I'm trying to do. I would think that I am pretty cool mom. <laughs> okay. I thought I was going to be strict mom, but I guess I'm not. Um, Why did you think that? I don't know, because I'm always, like, planning, and I'm always, like, you know, I don't know, everything is, like, in order, has to be in a certain way, and, like, to be, con- not controlling all the time, but, like, control my life, I guess. And then I thought that when I would have children, I would be, like, you know, the disciplinarian, but I guess I'm not, because my husband is better than me, I find. Okay. I'm too, like, I just always say yes, or, like, I look at them, they're so cute, and then I give up, and then I'm, I don't know. Okay, okay so you're easygoing. As I'm a easy going, yeah. Right. Okay, wow. But I didn't want to be that strict like them, but like a little bit because I think that kids needs to have a structure and mm-hmm. you know be told what to do at a certain age, so they have like a good basis. Okay. So both Heidi and Asma have similar parenting styles however they also differ in certain ways for instance Heidi recognizes that the world is constantly changing and it's not the same as it was when she grew up resulting in her to being more of an adaptable person which is why she had to like change her parenting style yes I agree with you I feel that Heidi and Asma are both like authoritative parents they both share power with their kids they allow them certain things but at the same time they don't let them abuse their power how do you discipline your child when they misbehave so maya okay this is gonna be a bit long <laughs> okay so maya when um she was in a single a single child an only child for six years mm-hmm. um i tried you know i grew up with the belt the chancleta we call oh, it in yeah. spanish yeah. the sandals there mm-hmm. the slides yeah kind of tried that a bit not to an extreme mm-hmm. because that's how i grew up i didn't work at all with her yeah? okay no she we her her dad maybe five times throughout her childhood tried the belt okay and it obviously not you know it would he didn't she didn't have marks or anything no but it no was for more sure like we, we, be, it, within the culture yeah, we exactly, understand each other exactly mm-hmm. um but uh so that didn't work out so tried the talking um that didn't work out and uh now that she's 10 it's more like um taking things away okay sometimes even that doesn't work because maya is a child that uh it's harder because nothing phases her that's that's my line for her nothing phases maya uh the second one the youngest one vic she's um she listens. Okay. He, I don't like to compare, but I think we we still should. Not in an, and comparing is not always negative. Mm-hmm. A lot of people see it as being negative. A lot of people tell me, "Don't compare." You know, don't, 
but you have to because that's how you can gauge and 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 be strategic elaborate yeah exactly like something is gonna work with this one maybe it won't work with the other one because she's a certain way and because the other one is another way you know so uh vic is um vic i just have to look at her and she understands like our parents used to do (laughs) yeah yeah that stare right yeah uh... so but she's just more fearful Mm -hmm. so um threats work with vic threats do not work with maya well i'm not really good at that that's what i was saying my husband is way better than me and um he's trying to teach me still up to the state how to do it i'm trying to be more like you know have my word like let's say they misbehave i give them one chance a second chance and then the third chance and then sometimes I do put them in timeout. Sometimes I just give up and I just don't do it. And then I put them in a, it's not a corner. It'd be like the, 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 the stairs, the stairs, mm-hmm. they sit down there for like five minutes. And then if they talk, I add them five more minutes. And then uh, when they're done, they have to come to me and explain what happened. And then so I can see that they understood why they were in timeout. And okay, that's I a give great them a hug system. And then and you move on to something else. Yeah. So both Heidi and Asma have two different um, forms of discipline practices. I find that Heidi has more of an approach where she uses ath- her authority, especially like when it comes to Vic, because all she has to do is give Vic that look, and then Vic knows automatically she has the power to like. Just stop it. Yeah, I really agree with you. I feel that uh, Heidi is more like uh, she's really using that traditional approach to of disciplining kids. Like, you know, that stare or the belt or the bachata, whatever she was saying. Like, that's true. Like, even in our household, we go through this process. Like, I'm 25 years old. And even to this day, my mom, like the way she looks at me, I... I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I feel so powerless. And in that specific moment, my mom has all the power of this universe, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel that in today's world, like, it's really where your race has mm-hmm. a power on you. Like, uh, as Ma was saying, that she's using more of an educational way of parenting her kids, like, the timeout, the communication, all these things we, we learn it in school, but in real life, it's a bit hard to put those practices into practice. I think you're absolutely right about that because even I grew up with the whole belt situation of how my mom was able to really discipline me so that I could act in a straight line and I was really well behaved and I did my homework and I didn't skip school and all that. It was really more through like the belt. It wasn't in a sense where it's more of like, a punishment where it's like really harmful but it's more just to like teach you that okay you have every action has consequences and if you're going to behave in a way where it's like a menace to society almost then we're going to teach you in a way where you know that it's absolutely wrong and you're not going to want to do it again exactly so we both feel that uh, this really reflects the pattern of tolerance as mentioned in our notebook because uh, like as we said that tolerance demands moderation and as we see in their conversation and through our discussion that power can be changed as it is situational it depends on the time and the place and people with whom you're talking with whom you're interacting it can definitely shift 
And I feel that even between these two moms and the daughter, the power dynamic is constantly changing mm -hmm. because of the situation in which they found themselves. Yeah, most definitely. Because with Heidi, when she was talking about Maya, at first she was saying that they, she used more of that physical discipline approach. However, it wasn't really working. So then she tried the interaction to see how that would work. Then that wasn't working. So then she went more towards like resources. So she would just take resources away from Maya to like use her power that way by limiting the amount of resources she's giving to Maya as well as taking back. Exactly. And I feel that in today's world, this is very common because as children are being more dependent to those electronics, you mm -hmm. know, so the moment you don't give them that they feel powerless, they feel like alone and they do definitely feel the absence of those resources in their life. So we can definitely say that those resources have power on us. Yes, most definitely. I agree with you. How often do you give your child the chance to make decisions? Maya has her, it's been a year now. She started dressing her. Like she chooses her own clothes. She has her own style. She's all in the okay. like oversized look. The okay, the, what? And I like it because, like I said, I wasn't raised like that. My mm -hmm. mom... You didn't have that freedom. Oh, no. I used to wear uh, dresses until I was like 12. Okay. All right. But yeah, no, I, I, I thought she's very artistic. So I thought it was important for me to, like, as long as it's, I mean, I'm not going to let her dress like in a sexy way. Obviously, she's 10. In the fashion sense, she's very like uh, daring. But, yeah, but she's daring, but in a good, in an original way. And that's what I like. Yeah, she'll try things. Uh, and actually, uh, sixth, she's in fifth grade. And mm -hmm. she, she tells me she came back the other day. She's like, oh, mama, sixth graders came to see me. And uh, they said they liked how I dressed. Oh, what? <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, that's, that's major cool. Yeah, that's though. cool for them because for those sure. are the oldest yeah. ones, you know? But other than that, um, I mean, she's starting to go, uh, she, she had her first, uh, like, get-together without Ooh, la, la. me. Yeah, okay, for okay. Halloween, one of her friends, uh, and they were like four or five kids. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you know what? It's after school, I'll pick her up. It wasn't even before we were like 15, 16 that are, well, for me anyways, that mm -hmm. my parents let me actually go out and do things on my own. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? It's small, like get together. The parents are there. It's not like a party. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if she really values it that I let her go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in her um, head, she made that decision. Yeah, in her head, it's like, yeah. it's fine. It's normal. All the parents yeah, do this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah. Jasmine is really like responsible, so I, I let her choose her own clothes in the morning, and she mm. I, I trust her. She's pretty good at matching clothes. Okay. And then she chooses how her hair is done. She chooses uh, her like parts of her lunch. Yes, I ask her opinion like pretty often. Okay, that's great. Life is all about decision. Like no matter where you go, you're going to always decide to do something. And that whole option to decide what you're going to do is a form of power in itself because that power can be shared power. For instance, Heidi and Asthma, both of them are allowed to share their power 
with deciding what their kids are going to wear by allowing their children to actually decide what they're going to wear, whether they want to wear a certain pair of pants or shoes or even like do their hair. They actually allow that possibility. Like they have faith that their children are going to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. So they let them utilize that power. Exactly. And I re- one thing that really stood out for me was when Asma said that I asked her. So this shows that she is giving her daughter that power of deciding mm-hmm. or making decision for her own self, which is uh, really rare to see, actually, because uh, the majority of time, like in my family, my mom is like, I know that you're mature. I know that you're going to be graduating university in a week, but I'm the mom, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was really uh, surprising when I heard these two young mothers saying that they allow their daughter, like, I'm 25, I still cannot wear, you know, like black dresses when I'm going to a family event mm-hmm. because of X and Y reason. And I really like how these parents are adapting into the modern era and that mm-hmm. they're allowing their child to share the power with them. And yeah, you want to add something? Yeah, Yeah, because I agree with you because it's beneficial in the long run because then when these children do get older, they're going to be able to make better decisions on their own and they won't really have to rely too much on their parents all the time to make the decisions for them, which is really important in the world we live in now. Exactly. Yeah. And this also reflects on their self-esteem, you know. So, Mm -hmm. like, if kids are feeling that they are having a certain level of power to decide for them, they might have, like, you know, they will definitely have, actually, a higher self-esteem and, Mm -hmm. like, they won't be afraid in their future, which uh, I'm sure that many kids like me who are born in a a country or in a household, which is more like, you know, authoritarian, it's my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. So, it's a bit different, but uh, for sure, like, sharing power with kids is not i believe that it is not always a bad thing but we should allow kids to have a certain level of power for sure we don't want them to abuse the power they have Mm -hmm. but at at the same time by giving them power we are allowing them to learn how to use those power in a beneficial way yeah most definitely and then even what i liked what heidi was saying she was saying that she allows her child to have enough power to like decide her clothing but she restricts the power to a certain extent so that she knows okay her child can wear whatever her wants and maya could wear anything she wants but she can't cross that boundary exactly and this reminds me of another actually a saying in in our Persian language which says that the person who has the power from a younger age will never abuse it when he or she gets older Mm. because he or she is born in a culture where he always had power so why abuse it you know so yeah i really like the saying and the saying really makes me think about this whole power dynamic between these uh, parents and their daughter yeah i really like that when you interact with your children when do you feel you have the highest level of control uh, with the little one, I guess with both, no distractions. If I really want them to listen and interact and not be, yeah. Well, especially the oldest one, she gets distracted really easily. Like even if she's not the one watching her TV, the television, let's say she's doing her homework and I'm in the kitchen. I'm like, come over. I need to talk to you. If the TV is open and her sister's watching it, and she just, you know, she has to go through the living room to come to me. She'll stay stuck there before coming to see me. So 
it's really like nothing has to be around her open or she even if she has a doll in her hands the little one also i mean if i really want to get her attention for me it's really look at me i'm talking to you uh i try not to um i was told often to like not have them you know you can't be standing up and they're like on a lower level you try to get down to their mm-hmm. level hard to do on an everyday basis but i still like i keep that in mind it's harder with the little one because she's really short yeah, yeah. and i'm really tall but but yeah um i think when we're sitting down and when uh, especially when uh, when the baby's when the baby's sleeping i like to have time with jasmine and discuss and see how she feels and mm-hmm. uh that's our quiet time yeah when we're sitting down not moving around just me and her okay cool and how's that relationship going between you guys i know again Arya might be a little bit too young to understand but yeah how's the dynamic between you two maybe i'm too like i don't know i'm trying to be not a friend a mom friend i guess something like that but sometimes it's not a good thing for me because she would she would you know talk to me sometimes by whining or like like her voice like use her voice to talk to me like i like i am her kid or something so that's not a good thing for me so So what stood out to me the most was how both Heidi and Asma have similar styles when it comes to con- taking control of the power. They like to be at least at like an eye level so that they can really like understand their children in a way. Well, uh, yeah, I this really stood out for me too because when I was in education and you know I I had like a lot of education psychology class and. My professors were always telling me that you have to let the parents or as a teacher, it's your role that when you're, when you're talking with the kids or with children, like you have to be at the same, like, you know, physical level, like, you know, the height wise, mm-hmm. so they understand. And I believe that by sitting down or by, you know, bending yourself to their level, you're in a way giving them a certain level of power as well. Because if you're just standing up and looking down to them, it looks that you're not, uh, you're not really valuing them. Mm-hmm. And this can cause a certain level of, you know, like clash between parent with, uh, and, and the child. So, yeah, I believe that... Uh, the way these two parents are dealing with their kids is one of the most uh, recommended way by the teachers and psychologists. Yeah, and I think it's a good method too, because just by getting that eye level, it's not like you're overpowering them. You're really saying like, look, like, I understand where you're coming at, but let me, let me give you the rules. Let me tell you what exactly is going to happen. Because um, at the end of the day, like, I'm still the parent and you're the child, so you have to listen to me. Have you ever felt powerless towards your children? When I say on an everyday basis, it's because whenever I try to implement something or tell her, okay, please do this, please do that, there's always a comeback. There's always a response There's al- for anything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even ask questions. I just tell her to do something or I give her, I make a statement and she, she has an answer. So it's like, how long am I going to be? bickering and doing the back and forth with you and then i just obviously i'm i always have the last word if you want but i still feel powerless because she still didn't grasp the sense of the what i was trying to initially 
tell her okay but it's it's just for that specific like i still have a control over her Mm -hmm. i still i still think i'm doing okay (laughs) my my, you laugh as as you're saying that (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah in that sense when it's always like if i ask her to do something or there's never one time that it's like easy Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's her character i don't know if um i don't know what i maybe it's just like her age society but she's always had that in her like always answering back and i guess that that runs in my family (laughs) i think even if i went harder with the discipline Mm -hmm. um, she would fight back or i think just shut down completely oh wow that's one thing i if i get to that point with one of my kids i failed i guess it's hard for me because sometimes like my, my husband works at night so like not at night in the evening um so I have to go pick up the kids, come back home, make food, and sometimes they're hungry, and then they start like whining, they start crying, they ask for mommy, mommy, and then like sometimes they do like bad things, they scream, they so sometimes I just want to like I just want to like scream and and say please somebody help me, but I can't because I'm by myself and I have to continue and feed them and put them to bed and all that stuff, and sometimes I you know even though I put her let's say jasmine time out and then the other one is still screaming and then she's still crying because she wants to come out of time out and then i have to check on the food and i'm i'm just it's just just hard i guess and then when i'm with them try to be like calm and try to keep my cool but sometimes i just yell at them and i i don't know what to do so and then when they go to bed i cry sometimes when sometimes she's in in time out she would say oh you're you're the worst mom ever and then i'm like really it shouldn't hurt me but when i think about it when i'm when i'm by myself i'm like really am i a bad mom did i did i go too hard and like i you know i put her in timeout for too long i was it right what i did i don't know i just constantly questioning in my head Mm -hmm. about what to do it's really hard to be a parent because you never know if it's the right thing you do or not that whole sincere and genuine feeling that you have towards your children sometimes it's hard to even just go to that physical discipline because it's like you carry them for nine months and you care about them so much like they're these cute little human beings that it's like how could i like i don't want to hurt you but i want to teach you on what to do exactly but in general it's really just normal to like for power to like fluctuate mm-hmm. so you can't always be the one that will have dominant power all the time no matter how hard as you try so this is why oftentimes children do end up having more power than their parents exactly so then it's a whole like power shift and well the dynamics are shifting all times mm-hmm. but it's very interesting to see and just like un- just to be able to like hear that is mm-hmm. very interesting i find exactly like especially you know when uh, asma said that during the day like you know she tries to control them like mm-hmm. and everything because she doesn't want to seem powerless like in front of the of her daughters yeah. but at night when she goes to bed she cries well how i'm seeing it is because parents don't really want to they want to show that they have authoritative power over their children so this is why they try not to cry this is why they try not to show the, that side that vulnerable side Exactly. But then when they're really by themselves, everything, the thoughts just go flowing through the mind. And then it's just that feeling of powerless hits all at once. It's like so overwhelming that your emotions do run high and then you end up crying because of it. 
Exactly. Well, after all, human beings, we are all made of emotions, you know. What is human mm-hmm. being? Emotions and feeling, nothing else. And uh, I totally understand, like, these two parents' uh, emotions and mm-hmm. feelings. And uh, I'm sure that everybody's going to go through this path. And, yeah. Yeah. And they tried the best they can at the end of the day. They're, they're humans just like everybody else, right? So although the parents are trying to instill some power mm-hmm. at the same time there's going to be moments where they just do feel completely powerless so as we are heading towards the end of this project i just want to like from my behalf i want to thank uh, you chanel i want to thank carl and i want to thank heidi and asma and their little beautiful daughters for taking part in this project thank you so much for being with us and i hope you had a great uh, time and for those uh, audiences who are going to listen to us please 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 give us a thumbs up and i hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did <laughs> i can't beat that now <laughs> that was a perfect <laughs> i am a princess you're a princess yes That's for sure and my name is jasmine jasmine and you're a princess how old are you six and a half six and a half yeah wow.